Let us pray the prayer that the Lord has taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture today is found in John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. One of the amazing and authenticating things that God's word does is to teach us how he weaves the truths, his truths together to paint one masterpiece, showing us who he is and who we are. In the New Testament, there is no greater example than, the God, than what God does through the power of the Holy Spirit in the writing of the Gospel of John. It is unique among all of the Gospel writers because it has a singular focus, and that is the focus to prove that Jesus Christ is God's Son. As you are seeing this week, John gave us seven great descriptions of who God or who Jesus is. And planted in the middle of those seven great I am's is truly the deepest, most intimate revelation of all. Six of the seven descriptions and I am's of his life give us his qualities and his power. He is light. He is the bread of heaven. He is the vine that gives us sustenance. He is the life. He is the way. And he is the resurrection of the life. All of these filled out beautifully by our pastors that have unpacked these for us to see the incredible ways that God is seeking for us to understand who he is. And yet in the middle of this is one that is different it is one that speaks of him as a person and not so much what he is as to who he is and how he acts. We find what his love and grace in close quarters is all about. His goodness, really his godness, is seen in this intimate, up-close, tender care of what is called a shepherd. Recently, being at home, as many of you are, I watched an old movie, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. Wow, the quiet man. But the scene is in Ireland, and constantly, as they are going through the beautiful scenery of Ireland, are the scene of the sheep and a shepherd, and how calm they are with the shepherd around them the beautiful scenes of green grass and rivers. And what a powerful picture it was in painting this story that has been written for us to enjoy. 
To get the full impact of what Jesus is trying to say and what he is seeking to reveal to us as to who he is, we need to step, step back into the lives of those to whom he is speaking. He was being the good shepherd at that moment. He called it to their attention and those who actually heard his words were being attended to by him as the good shepherd. And we find in John 10 that it is a part of a longer conversation that actually starts in chapter nine where Jesus heals the blind man. And there he says that I am the light of the world. And he says that to a man who was born blind who had never experienced light. The religious leaders, or should we say the shepherds of the day, do not believe this. They do not believe that Jesus could have done what happened. How did this man who was born blind, how could he see? And they dispute it and they argue with Jesus. They cannot see the love of God before their very own eyes. And so now Jesus reminds them of their own prophet. He takes them back into their exile and why they were disciplined by God. They fully well knew this story. It was one that would have been easy for them to connect. And he takes them back into this passage. And here in chapter 10, he combines these two I am's because they go together with this metaphor of the great shepherd of the door to the sheepfold, because Jesus says, I am the door. And you've heard that one spoken and taught the other day. And that Jesus is saying, I provide access to the true and good shepherd, good shepherd who is me. And from there, he builds this contrast between good and bad shepherds. And this is where he takes them back to the prophet Ezekiel. This is what helps us understand what is a good shepherd. It's one of those things that obviously we think we know and yet there is so much more deeper and it is spelled out in actually an opposite way in the book of Ezekiel. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 34. And this is a prophecy against the shepherds of Israel. And notice this is at a time after all of the kingdoms it's while they're in exile and before they come back to the land. And it starts out this way. When the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to those shepherds, thus says the Lord God, woe shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock, you eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Those who are sickly, you have not strengthened. The diseased, you have not healed. The broken, you have not bound up. The scattered, you have not brought back. Nor have you sought out for the lost. But with force and with severity, you have dominated them and they are scattered for lack of a shepherd 
and they become food for every beast of the field and were scattered. My flock wandered through all the mountains on every high hill and my flock was scattered over the surface of the earth and there was no one to search for or seek them. And then he says, I am going to bring out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and I'm gonna bring them back to the land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the streams and the inhabited places of the land. I will feed them in a good pasture and their grazing ground will be on the mountain heights of Israel. There they will lie down in good grazing ground and they will feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will lead them to rest, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the scattered. I will bind up the broken and strengthen the sick. But those that are fat and strong, I will destroy. In this passage, we find seven ways that a good shepherd is a good shepherd. How he loves his sheep and loves his people. And in this way of what he has he has accurately described the sin of the shepherds of Israel, we find what a real shepherd is supposed to do. First, he says, he strengthens the sick. Wow, are we at a time in our lives in which we need the strengthening of our bodies? How many of us know someone who is struggling with the illnesses that are going around today? how we need to know that there is one who is in control and can strengthen us. It says he heals the disease. That's what we pray for. That's what our good shepherd comes to bring and whisper, I will be with you. I will walk you through this. He binds up the broken. Here would obviously be a, record, a reference to the broken bones of a sheep but there are so many ways in which our lives are broken, not simply physically, but oftentimes emotionally, heartbroken, sick inside, so worried, so tied up that we are broken and we're not living the way we want to live. But he is the one who binds up the broken. He brings back the scattered, wow, we all feel scattered right now, don't we? We do not stand in a place where we can be close to other people. We're so afraid. And yet Jesus knows exactly where we are. He has not lost any of his sheep. All of his sheep know who he is and hear his voice. And he will bring us back together. He seeks the lost how many of us know and have someone in our family that we know is lost? They have not found their way. They have not found what Christ Jesus as the good shepherd can bring. But that is not left up to them. Notice Jesus said he seeks the lost. He goes, he looks, he finds. And that's what we pray for, for those whom we love that are lost. Then he says, the one that we all believe a shepherd does, he will feed them in 
green pastures. And notice twice he says he will feed them in green pastures on the mountain heights. This is where the beautiful pastures of green are, where the rich, rich grass is. And that's what he wants to feed us with, the depth of richness. We find it in his word and in his truth that we can feed upon it. And last of all, he says, I will lead them to rest. I will lead them to rest. We can hear very easily, can't we, Psalm 23, how fantastic it is that David, who is ultimately the the forebearer of the Messiah who is to come, and even in this passage in Ezekiel, long after David, he comes back in Ezekiel 34, and 23, and he says, then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them, and he will feed, he feed them himself, and he will be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Long ago, prophesied Jesus would come. Who is Jesus? He is the good shepherd. He is the one that takes every struggle, every need, every anxiety, and he says, I want you to lie down, and I'm gonna make you lie down beside water and beside the true green grass that you need to feed upon. During this time, we have time now that we don't have any other time, and that is, to really rest in Christ, to find ourselves trusting fully in him. So much fear is in our world at this moment. So many people are afraid, and yet Jesus said, do not be afraid. I want you to lie down and let me give you rest so that you will find that I am the good shepherd. Amen. Let us pray now silently together.